0: Are you dissatisfied with your spiritual progress, feeling stuck without knowing why, even after deliverance prayers or years of therapy? Recover your dignity, find your purpose, and discover the thrill of walking with God once again. Explore spiritual consultations with Sonia at BibleStudyEvangelista.com. Click Go Deeper on the homepage, then one-on-one, and find out how to cooperate more deeply with the Holy Spirit's action in your life with a spiritual consultation. If you like having Bible study in your pocket and you have an iPhone or iPad, why not leave a review? Search Bible Study Evangelista in iTunes and tell everyone how you're loving and lifting all you've been given. Here's Sonia.
1: So this is going to turn out to be a little shorty series, and our next series is going to be on healing and deliverance. So we're going to talk about angels, and so you're going to want to watch your email box for information on that. But our last show on gratitude is the science, the research behind gratitude. And so far, we've looked at the difference between thanksgiving and gratitude and how the world sort of uses that word gratitude, whereas the Bible uses the word thanksgiving specifically to help us see the difference between thanking the force or the universe and thanking a person, a person who has actually given us a gift, a benefactor, who has given us a benefit. So we looked at the Benets. And then the second week, we looked at gratitude and blessing and how blessing is the word in the Old Testament that is used for that word gratitude or thanksgiving. And so to confess, to to praise, and to bless. They all sort of wrap up the root of the, the word that we use for thanksgiving. And then we looked at Jesus's prayers of thanksgiving in the New Testament and the Eucharist and how God commands us to be thankful, which on the surface sort of sounds like he's commanding us to worship him which you know if a a political figure did that or a hollywood figure or a, a dictator of any sort we would call him a tyrant right but what we've discovered last week is that god only ever asks us to do the things that are good for us so we can we can trust his commands and and i know this is a backward This is a backward kind of thing to say, do it because it's good for you. Today, we're going to look at the difference. Do it because it glorifies God. But in, in keeping God's command to thank Him and in keeping Him in mind, what we discover is that it's very, very good for us. And that's where we are beginning today in the fourth show on gratitude because Thanksgiving heals literally. You know, I'm always amazed when I am researching for a series or a book or something like that, and I start really digging into the nitty-gritty on something, and I'm just always blown away by the stuff that God shows me to share with you. And I'm actually, I feel sorry for y'all, because you're not doing this, this part of the the digging, you know, because it's different when you research for, say, a political show or a show about culture or cooking. Being in the scriptures is so healing itself, and so I am always surprised by the the kind of healing that God offers in the scriptures and the amount, and that is exactly the part of of healing gratitude that I want to look at today. The type of healing and the amount of healing that happens for us when we are grateful, when we are thankful. It's actually pretty shocking. The amount of research that has been done at this point is shocking, first of all. But then secondly, what they have found through that research. So get this, you know, everybody wants to be happy. A Christian or a Catholic might say, no, we don't want to be happy. We want to be full of joy, right? And they want to make a distinction between happiness and joy. But as I, sh- I stated in one of the earlier shows, the philosophers in, an, in the church, in church history, they talk about happiness as being the end of the person. Teleology is that idea of looking to the end, looking to eternity, and the end that all of us are searching for is how to be happy. How to be happy, not just here on earth, but forever. How can we have eternal happiness, eternal bliss, beatitude? Well, so far, gratitude is the only thing that has been found to actually measurably increase your baseline happiness. They call it the dispositional gratitude. Dispositional gratitude is your baseline gratefulness, and that's related to your baseline happiness. So things like self-medication or a sweet treat or a kiss from your spouse or a hug from your, your child, all of those things will cause a temporary increase in happiness. But then you return to the baseline, and that baseline is called the dispositional gratitude. Over time, though, a habit of gratitude increases the dispositional well-being, or the happiness, permanently. And as I said, I was shocked by the number of studies on the impact of gratitude interventions on psychological well-being, and then the reviews on the impact of gratitude on physical healing, too. So gratitude is massively important, and you can grow in the habit of gratitude as a virtue, both in the type of gratitude, the way that you're grateful, and then the depth of your gratitude, meaning the happier, how happy you are. I I find this all absolutely fascinating. I think this is why we've had this plethora of, or multiplication of gratitude, (laughs) gratitude um, focus in say the media and in psychology and in pop culture you know people talk about a gratitude journal and how we should practice gratitude daily well this is why because the research I I don't know why no one has actually said say like a documentary or something like that why they haven't taught us Why we should have the gratitude journals or why we should practice gratitude every day. It just sounds really new agey. I mean, yes, it's something we should probably all do, right? But they don't tell us that it is healthy, that it is the one thing that increases your dispositional gratitude, your dispositional happiness and your health. (laughs) It's good for your health physically, here's why gratitude boosts the neurotransmitters dopamine and serotonin and the hormone oxytocin those are the love chemicals y'all we talked about those in cherished we talked about them in somato we talked about them in freedom from anxiety those love chemicals and especially the masterclass those love chemicals are necessary, but they're, they're associated with well-being and having a positive outlook on life, and they're necessary for growth and development. This is what these neurotransmitters, dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin, those are the chemicals that are stunted by trauma and stress. Remember that you can't grow and protect at the same time. You, your body has to choose one or the other. If you're in protective mode, the fight or flight, the constant stress response in your body or a trauma response, if you're protecting, then you're not growing. And you need these chemicals to grow. So if you're grateful, you're happier. <laughs> you have a more positive outlook on on life. And this is something you can practice. It's not something, you know, that that you have a... a who personality or a tigger personality, and then some people have an Eeyore personality, it's not built in. You can grow in being more grateful. But let me give you the science on this. A recent collaboration between UC San Diego Center of Excellence for Research and Training in Integrative Health and the Chopra Foundation, these two entities, medical entities, examined associations between gratitude and well-being in men and women. With asymptomatic heart failure, they found that heart patients, which I always say, if you have a heart issue, like physically a heart issue, it's a broken heart, and they found that heart patients with more gratitude slept better, were less depressed, had less fatigue, had more self-confidence to take care of themselves, and they had less systemic inflammation. Inflammation is a killer it's what causes arthritis it's it causes so many awful ugly things gratitude helps reduce inflammation why because it increases dopamine serotonin and oxytocin the growth chemicals the love chemicals remember love heals i'm i'm sorry i actually that's that's a a sacred healing masterclass theme love heals and i go through in the masterclass Why love heals, and this is part of why, because those chemicals that are released in love are what heal us, thoughts, emotions, body, and soul, and God knows that, and that's why he commands us to be grateful but now, we're have, now we have the science to back all this stuff up. Feeling thankful and appreciative calms the brain. It calms the body by releasing chemicals that foster feelings of contentment and safety, and they encourage motivation. So people who are focused on things they're thankful for, and they kept a gratitude journal, they exercised more. They experienced fewer physical symptoms of illness. They were more optimistic. They felt better about their overall lives than those who c- focused only on the negative or even just the neutral things in another study people who practice gratitude had more progress in their academic relationship and their health goals practicing gratitude on a daily basis increased pro-social motivation and participants reported offering others emotional support or help with personal problems so and now i'm just rolling through the benefits. You're listening to the Bible Study Evangelista Show, Bible study Spears that taste like cake. Let's get social. I'm no longer on Facebook, so come and connect with me in the new Catholic Evangelista community. Visit BibleStudyEvangelista.com and click Community on the menu, or scroll down to the radio notes and click the link to our community. We're sharing pics and prayers, Love the Word takeaways and insights on the daily readings and everything else social. Come share with me.
0: Sonia created the Love the Word Bible Study Method just for you based on Mary's personal practice and formulated for your personality and temperament. Get your Love the Word meditations every Monday morning by signing up at BibleStudyEvangelista.com. Now, here's Sonia.
1: Research in gratitude shows that participants who had chronic diseases reported sleeping better and feeling more refreshed upon awakening so you can sleep better. If you're just grateful, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some ways to, to practice this so that we can increase our baseline happiness and our dispositional gratitude and happiness. But I want to just give you the research. You're, you just won't believe it. Young people who engaged in daily gratitude practices showed increases in alertness, attentiveness, enthusiasm, energy, and determination. So you want your kids to be practicing gratitude too. Children who were encouraged to practice gratitude and thankfulness showed a more positive attitude towards school and their Minds and brains were more open and ready to learn. Several gratitude studies showed links to depression. In short, the more grateful a person is, the less depressed they are. Well, go figure. Gratitude can make you more patient. Research from Northeastern University showed that people who felt grateful for little everyday things were more patient and better able to make sensible decisions compared to those who didn't feel very gracious on a day-to-day basis. And this is where the Karen's come from, y'all. All All of that Karen attitude and all that Karen... Craziness in the grocery store comes from a lack of gratitude. Stop with the entitlement and and pause for a moment and think about what you're grateful for. It makes you more patient. It improves your relationships. According to a study in the Journal of Theoretical Social Psychology, feeling grateful towards your spouse and vice versa improves feelings of connectedness and overall satisfaction as a couple. So, hey guys, every single day, you should point out something that you love about your spouse to them. Gratitude leads to healthy tendencies. In a study published in the Journal of Personality and Individual Differences, researchers asked people to rate their levels of gratitude, physical health and psychological health, along with how likely they were to do well-being-boosting behaviors like exercise, healthy eating, going to the doctor, and they found positive correlations between gratitude and every one of those behaviors, suggesting that giving thanks or being grateful helps people appreciate and care for their bodies. (laughs) Gratitude can help you sleep. Research in the Journal of Psychosomatic Research has found that feeling grateful helps people sleep better and longer. I already said that. Gratitude can help you from, from self-medicating. This was crazy to me. Gratitude can give you more willpower. Gratitude replenishes willpower, says Susan Pierce Thompson, a cognitive scientist who specializes in the psychology of eating. The concept is similar to the Northeastern research that found a connection between gratitude and patience. Thompson says that cultivating feelings of gratitude can boost your impulse control, helping you to slow down and make better decisions. Now, my priest actually, I I noticed while I was doing the research for this particular podcast series, I, I noticed something that my priest did in confession. He gave me a gratitude, penance, and I thought that was neat. I mentioned that actually to my son in conversation, my oldest son, and and he said that father does that for him quite a bit. So I texted father and I said, why do you do that? And he said, because it keeps us focused on eternity. It keeps us focused on eternal happiness. It keeps us focused on the long-term view, right? But he said, because of that, When I give a gratitude penance, it helps with sins of impulse. So he knew by spiritual means what science is learning through research means that gratitude can help us with sins of impulse. It gives us more willpower. Crazy. Is that not crazy? Gratitude help eases depression. Thompson says that experiments have shown that people who do the three good things exercise, is what she's calling it, which, as the name suggests, prompts people to think of three good moments or things that happen that day. They see considerable improvements in depression and overall happiness, sometimes in as little as a couple of weeks. So if you struggle or have always struggled with depression or struggle with depression on a regular basis, you want to get out of yourself and start thinking about other people and practice gratitude, practice thinking about the good things. Remember this negativity cycle, in, and I talk about this in unrest all the time. This negativity complaining cycle is so evil. It's the essence of, of what Hebrews 3 says prevented the people of Israel from in, entering the promised land of rest. This negative cycle and fearful cycle of thinking and emoting. And we can see here that the research shows that part of how you can stop that is simply to practice some gratitude, just be thankful. Be thankful for the things that God gives you and find, we'll talk about this in detail in a moment, find the good in the crappy situation. There's always something you can be thankful for, always, always. So one of the ways that we can do this three good things she's calling it three good things but we can do the ignatius examine and we'll talk about that in a few moments when we get to the ways to practice gratitude but we can already see just through some of these studies that a habit of gratitude gives you happiness that lasts it becomes permanent it rewires your brain lots of things from a compliment to a sugar retreat all of those things can bring you little bursts of happiness instant gratification though it goes away quickly does it not you go run to the cabinet you eat that candy bar and you get a rush of the sugar because the sugar pushes out the dopamine and the serotonin and the oxytocin but it it is a short-term burst it's a it's a fake one because of the sugar so it gives you that that burst of love chemical, which is why we keep going back to it and sugar becomes our mother or our spouse or our lover or whatever, but it is short term. Gratitude, though, can actually, if, if it's a frame of mind and you, take, you regularly take time to express your gratitude, you're going to see permanent results. In as little as a couple of weeks, that's what the research is showing. In as little as a couple of weeks. So 40 days, right? A Linton practice for 40 days. Practice maybe all of the methods I'm going to give you for the entire 40 days, every single day, and just see what happens. I, I dare you. <laughs> so s- there are so many studies that document all of this. I'm going to drop several of them, like a list. I, I actually did a search on a research study website just with the word gratitude and I'm going to post that link in the show notes so that you can just look at how many there are hundreds of them but we know now definitely that gratitude elevates your happiness it increases resilience to trauma it benefits your social relationships and your personal relationships individuals always vary obviously in how grateful they tend to be or they for instance this would be based on personality and temperament so if you're an Eeyore you're not as you're not as grateful as the tigger (laughs) but those who are more grateful show enhanced psychological well-being so we want to learn to practice the virtue of thankfulness naturally the increase in overall happiness is directly related to how much trauma you've lived through so that people with less trauma they can become more happy but that's just in the natural think of what happens in the supernatural when a general sense of gratitude is activated in the holy spirit by thanksgiving in active thanksgiving to God, in active praise of God. Imagine what happens in the the supernatural realm, the realm of grace. Imagine how good that can be for us. If you think about like scar tissue, you you know that healthy tissue can stretch a whole lot more than scar tissue. And so that's that's kind of what we're saying here that the the amount of trauma that you've had would be likened to the amount of scar tissue so it's not as stretchy but that is a natural view of it that's the way it it normally is but you add grace to it and who knows what's possible you get an immediate bump the research shows in your happiness without a permanent fix but a couple of weeks of practice does produce permanent measurable outcomes so we need to make gratitude a habit. And how do we do that? Well, here's the practical. If you're in a family or you're in a religious community, wherever you are, say thank you. Express gratitude out loud. It significantly increases the quality of your relationships and your dispositional gratitude, which leads to permanent happiness. When someone does some, their chores, just say thank you. And I know you're thinking to yourself "Well, they're supposed to. Well, say thank you anyway. You like to be thanked even when you're doing stuff that is, that is a normal duty or a routine because you don't want to be taken for granted. So if somebody opens the door for you, say thank you. When somebody does what they're supposed to do, say thank you, and you will become more grateful in your relationships, and your relationships will flourish just from that, just from your being more thankful and pointing it out. If you're complaining about your spouse or your kids or whatever, why don't you try grateful? <laughs> be be grateful and point it out, and just try it for 40 days and see what happens. See what improves. You can do a grat- gratitude journal. This is something where you choose to write like three to five things to be grateful for every day. And this is actually a lot of fun to go back and read this kind of journal because you remember little things that brought you happiness and you re-participate in those again, you bringing, bringing them into the present and then you feel happy and grateful all over again. So that's good all the way around a gratitude journal. You're listening to the Bible Study Evangelista Show Bible Study Spirits That Tastes Like Cake
0: Did you know you can get Bible Study Evangelista radio notes and podcasts delivered to your inbox every Monday morning? Redeem your Mondays Join thousands of your fellow listeners by subscribing at BibleStudyEvangelista.com Now, here's Sonia
1: If you're tired of being harassed by anxiety, fear, and depression, if you're ready to end the constant drama and pain in your relationships and circumstances, if you're sick of pain and disease and constant fatigue in your body, you need the Sacred Healing Masterclass. It's packed with practical tools for healing anxiety and woundedness, 10 hours of biblical Catholic teaching on healing for the heart, soul, mind, and body, and the latest science in physics, Neuroscience, and somatic psychology. Healing is your promise and inheritance in Christ. Go to BibleStudyEvangelista.com homepage and click on the Sacred Healing Masterclass for details on how you can be healed. You will experience healing through this masterclass, and what you learn will dispose you for love, heart, soul, mind, and strength for the rest of your life. ways to increase your gratitude, to increase your baseline happiness. So we talked about simple thankfulness, saying thank you to people. We talked about a gratitude journal. To increase the depth of your gratitude, you can write letters. You don't have to send them, but why Why not send them? But definitely write them. Write them to your kids. Write them to your parents. Write them to God. On our community, Michelle T. did, did something similar to well, she did. It was, this is what it was in the, in the community. She told us about her Christmas practice where she wrote letters to God and she told him the stuff that she's thankful for in her life. What a beautiful sort of practice. I mean, I've never even tried this, to be honest. I, I, I cry <laughs> when I get started. I, I've thought about doing this so many times, but I I, I start to feel so thankful. I, I start to cry, and then I feel silly, and I've stopped. But I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for each of my kids. I'm going to do it for my husband. I'm going to do it for God. I'm going to write a gratitude letter because just thinking about it, it makes me tear up again. How much you love people, and they never hear from you. They ne- There are so many instances and so many relationships that people flounder, and they don't know what to do with themselves and, and in the world, in their lives, and a simple appreciation, just telling them how much you appreciate them, it can really, really make a difference. So think about that. Samantha L. in the community shared a method. I don't even know what to call it. Imagine the steps maybe, but she shared a gratitude practice that I found really interesting. Think over all the steps between what you have and where it came from and be grateful for that. Think about, think about all the steps. So as an example, she used a pencil. A pencil requires wood from a forest, which had to be collected by a logger and driven by a trucker. It requires graphite, which was mined by somebody and sent to a factory where somebody else operated a machine. The copper on the eraser, the holder for the eraser, came from a different mine. Then the rubber eraser came from a tree and all of that, the wood, the graphite, the copper, the rubber, it was shipped and processed. And then someone else at a different factory worked to make it a pencil within the machine. Then somebody painted it. Then somebody inspected it. Then it was shipped to the store wherever you bought it from. And then you purchased it from a cashier. Now, I I know I didn't list all the steps there, but can you see how many steps it takes to just make a pencil? And if you think about how many steps it takes to have the things that you have, things like electricity, running water, food, we just go to the kitchen and we get it. And we don't think about where it came came from. We don't think about the chicken that laid that golden egg. Now with the economy, the eggs are golden, man, $7, $10 a, a dozen. I'm glad I have chickens. So, if you think about all those steps, there are so many steps to even the smallest things. And all of that requires people to do that stuff, the human collaboration. So think about those things and that feeling of gratitude, that rush of oxytocin and serotonin and dopamine, you start to to feel it, right? And I got to thinking about this with my donors and my my monthly donors. And so I want to take a moment to thank my latest friends of the show, Jennifer M., Deborah W., Maureen G., and I thought about all the steps that it takes for you guys to support me like that and how you must hear it in perhaps one of these podcast shows and you hear other people and you make a mental note. Hey, I, I might want to do that. And maybe you forget it. But for those of you who actually don't, donate, you either make a note or you don't forget. And you make the effort to go to the website. You make an effort to find the link. You make an effort to type all that stuff in. You got to go to your wallet or your purse or whatever and pull out your credit card. You got to type all that stuff in. And you got to fight with my website. You got you to gotta do all those steps. Just to do an act of kindness, which I appreciate dearly, desperately. I, I am so thankful that you think of me in that way, that you think of me and my my effort to share God's word and my effort to share him with you and the things that that we're learning through research, but definitely through the Bible. To think that you think of me in that way is so very humbling. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get all up weepy and and emotional. Um, But, you know, this is what gratitude does. It puts you in the frame of mind that you are so very thankful for the small things. And, And to you, perhaps, you know, that $20 donation is a really small thing. Maybe it's a really big thing. And you've sacrificed even more but i appreciate it so very much i thank god for you i offer masses for you i pray for you i'm so very thankful and i say it all the time but but it's it feels so good it feels so good to truly thank you and that's part of why i wanted to begin the monthly Bible study for friends of the show because I'm always so shocked at how excited you are to learn stuff in the Bible, and so I thought, what better thing to give them? What do I have to give them, Lord? It was sort of like that same that same sentiment in the Psalm. What do I have to thank them with for the benefit that they have given to me? Well, I have a Romans Bible study, (laughs) right? And so it's about time for us to figure out what our next study is going to be on. But anyway, so you can imagine the steps between. The things you have and the things that you're using and where they came from. Here's another one that is so very simple. These are so simple, y'all. It's amazing how simple it is to be more happy. (laughs) I don't know why we're so miserable. What it tells me is we're very negative. We're negative and we're afraid instead of grateful and thankful. Simply smile more. A University of Kansas study found that smiling, even fake smiling, reduces your heart rate and your blood pressure during stressful rela- or situations. So just try a few minutes of YouTube humor therapy or just sitting around smiling when you're mad in a way, while you're waiting in a line or you're fuming over work or a family situation. It's difficult not to smile when you're watching a, a funny video or 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 a comedian online or you're just smiling it really it really is I remember my dad telling me this one time when I was a teenager I was working in a restaurant I was a I waited tables for years I absolutely loved it but I don't even know how this conversation came about but he said that he had he came to eat at the restaurant that I worked at and he made a comment that the hostess smiled the whole time she was washing the the door, the the glass door of the restaurant. She was just cleaning the door, and he said he just commented that she smiled the whole time, and he smiled, sitting in his booth watching her, and and he commented on it on how easy it is to just smile. And I thought, well, it might be easy for you, <laughs> right? But it really is. It really is easy. And I think Mother Teresa said this. She told her nuns all the time, just smile, just smile. It makes you more happy. It's absolutely free. It is a free antidepressant. We don't need antidepressants as much as we need to be more thankful. We need to smile. We need to imagine the steps. We need to keep a gratitude journal. We need to say thank you to people who do things for us. Here's another one. Practice reframing. I've said this over and over and over again. This is on the anxiety checklist, but I haven't said it this way. So I'm going to say it. I'm going to reframe it. Instead of stressing about a traffic jam or some sort of terrible situation you're in, stressing over it and and freaking out, appreciate the fact that you can afford a car. If you're in traffic, appreciate the fact you can afford a car and you get to spend a few extra minutes listening to music or a podcast and just accept that there's nothing you can do about the traffic and just sit. Reframing. Builds resiliency. That is biblical, but now we have scientific research to back that up. Resiliency is the ability to adapt to stressful and negative situations and losses. So if you're not entitled, if you can accept the, the chain, that change and suffering are trials and tribulations, all that stuff is part of life. Stop. Practice the stop tool. Take the action that you can on problems rather than just hoping they're going to disappear or waiting for them to resolve themselves or or white-knuckling it and trying to force something. Practice the stop tool and practice reframing. On the anxiety checklist, it's called wisdom. James 1, 2-8 tells us all about reframing or finding the good in everything. My brethren... Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work or mature work, that you may be perfect or mature and complete. Lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Wisdom in the Bible is God's perspective. It's a reframing of your situation. But let him ask in faith, James says, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double minded, unstable in all his ways. So there, James tells us to reframe, to look for wisdom, to look for God's perspective in all of our suffering, in all of our tribulation, in every single circumstance. And now we know we can be happier. see that everything, everything, everything God commands us to do is ultimately good for us. Even reframing, even asking for wisdom in our suffering, in our difficulties, practicing the stop tool and especially that T-step where you're telling God and you're asking for his perspective and you're trying to decide in the O-step what the right thing to do is. All of that helps you reframe the situation, and reframing increases happiness. It increases gratitude. It builds resiliency. Here's another one. So the ble- the three blessings. We talked about this earlier. This is basically an Ignatius examine. Before going to bed at night or before you fall asleep, designate a little bit of time to write down at least three things that went well for you t- during the day. And those three things you write down, they don't need to be big events or major feelings. They can be small, especially. They really, most of the time, as, as you start to see those things, they get smaller and smaller and they multiply. You start to realize, oh my gosh, I, I love this and I love that. I, I mean, I was standing in the window and saw a, a, a red bird, a cardinal, out my office window. And I was absolutely shocked at how brilliant the red was. And I, I said to God, I said, that is really neat. Thank you. And then I was outside sitting on the front porch in the sun. It, it, The sun was just so warm. But that was the day when the wind was like hurricane force. You know, there wasn't any rain, but it was really, really windy. And somehow my ducks finally found the creek. They finally figured out how to go down there. But there's down by the creek, there is a low spot that collects water. And so it's almost like a little pond. And they uh, I watched them run down that they waddle, you know, I watched them run down the driveway and and take a hard right. And they were going to go down into the creek. And then somehow one of them must have seen the, the glare of the water and off they go waddling as fast as they can to this little low spot with all the water in it. And they hit that water. And I mean, they were diving under the water and they were flipping it up in the air and they were just having so much fun being ducks and it was just the cutest thing and I got tickled those are the kinds of things that you start to notice but not just notice you start really being thankful and enjoying them you really enjoy them they almost it's almost like time stops for just a second and you you know how this works I'm not telling you anything you don't already know all I'm saying is do it more right? So the small and the ordinary things like remembering how the sun was shining during the day or the appreciation you felt when you got a card in the mail from somebody like a friend or somebody else, all of that increases your appreciation and the memory of your blessings. So St. Ignatius of Loyola created the examine as a daily practice to cultivate that gratitude as the foundation of a relationship with God, right? What a wise man he was. So that examine recalls our experiences through the day in prayer in order to help us recall when we felt God's presence. Now, I had a really hard time with the Ignatius examine because every version that I ever saw, it it sucked me into scrupulosity where I got sucked into the negativity of how you know, I should have done that better. And I should have done that better. And oh my gosh, that was a disaster. And I started focusing on the negative, but I had a friend of mine, a a friend whom I love dearly. She's my bestie. Her name is Julie. And she, she's a spiritual director. So one of the things we were talking about something one day, and she said, you know, just try, just try a really gentle examine where you're just really looking at the good things. And you you notice you know the things that could have maybe gone better but you don't stop there you just kind of skim over it yes lord that kind of could have been better i'll try better next time but don't focus on the bad focus on what you're grateful for and ever since she told me to do that i have absolutely loved that practice and i go to sleep doing that every single night when when you practice then the examine those three blessings you're looking in 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 the worldly or the secular three blessings, you're just looking for three. But for me, I go through the whole day, I start from the beginning. And I, I just kind of skim through the day. And I just thank God for all the things that I'm I'm thankful for. And then I, I by the end, I'm falling asleep, you know, but you encounter the presence of God, you feel thankful, you, you feel him with you throughout the day. And that is excellent for your health. It's really good to be falling asleep in that in those love chemicals, right? So you could do the three blessings or the Ignatius examine. That's another method. Random acts of kindness. I call these love bombs and I love doing this. I love to sneak up to somebody in a grocery store and stick my debit card in the the reader before they can get it out of their wallet. I love it. I love doing stuff like that. Those love bombs are so much fun look for ways to do things for people to give to others without expecting anything in return y'all this is the definition of charity to treat people better than they deserve to do a an act of charity a something good something a grace And never expect anything in return. That's the definition of charity. And we're supposed to be people of charity. And what's amazing about this is that it's good for your health. It's good for your spiritual health. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your emotional health. And it's good for your physical health. Random acts of, of kindness. You can send a note or a gift to somebody who needs cheering up. You can help somebody carry their groceries to the car. You can help uh, let people cut in front of you in the line or the checkout lane. You can write thank you notes and good reviews. What about going online somewhere with somebody that you love or something that you bought that you love or somebody at a store did something great and leave them a good review and, and try to call them out by name, Right. All of those things, think of somebody who has been especially kind to you or generous or good or that had a really major impact on your life. Write them a letter. Write them a thank you note and give them examples of what they've done for you and perhaps hand deliver it. Give it to them in person. If they're no longer living, then perhaps give give it to another family member so that they can be blessed by your memory of their loved one. I don't know, but... Practicing gratitude, it does sometimes take time, but it definitely takes commitment. And it feels a little bit awkward at first. It, it might feel even fake, especially if you have a terrible habit of negativity. It's going to be harder to, to practice, but you should. its It can take up to two weeks to retrain your brain to notice the benefits of your positive thoughts and experiences. But that's when all the goodness starts to cook, kick in mentally and emotionally and and. Uh, physically, so practice it for Lent, right? Let this be a solution for you at Lent because all of this stuff is free. It's free. It doesn't have to be some big dramatic thing, but imagine what would happen if you built this practice through these methods the the saying thank you, simply saying thank you in your family and everywhere. Just say thank you for the stuff people do for you. Keep a gratitude journal. write a couple things down every morning. Or every evening, write a letter, imagine the steps between the thing you have and where it came from. Smile, just smile, <laughs> just smile, practice reframing, do the Ignatius examine, and a random act of kindness. Do that stuff every single day for forty days and honey i'm I, you're going to be happy into the stratosphere, okay. It's interesting because i was I was doing a consult with a married couple. And I assigned them, basically, I assigned them a gratitude exercise to do for one another every single day. I wanted them to tell the other, each of them to tell the other what something that they love about them or something that they're grateful for or something that they appreciate. And I assigned this to them. And what, what I thought was funny was that the when they reported back the, the second week, the husband said it was hard for him because he couldn't find anything big. He was looking for the big things. And they've been married over two decades, you know. So the big things, you know, you notice the big things back on your first datings. And so now... He he got a little stuck in that exercise because he was looking for the big stuff. I want you looking for the little stuff. I want you to look for those little things, not the big or dramatic things or the moments. Your deepest feelings of gratitude are almost always connected to the very simple, very small, very sweet daily experiences of life. Noticing the beauty of a tree or the leaves, the softness of a pillow under your head, the smell of your loved one's hair. The interesting ideas in a book you're reading, the sound of your kid's laughter, the taste of your favorite food in your mouth. Those are the things we're talking about. The answer to negativity and worry and fear is written in the lesson book of creation, and it's mirrored in our own conscience. Psalm nineteen one: But the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork, the sky. Day into day utters, utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. And yet it's silent. Creation itself gives praise to God. Paul says so in Romans one twenty. Creation knows its creator, and creation gives praise and glory to God. And Jesus in Luke 19.37-40, it says, As he was now drawing near at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God, thanking him with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen saying blessed is the king who comes in the name of the lord peace in heaven and glory to god in the highest and some of the pharisees in the multitude said teacher rebuke your disciples and he said i tell you if these were silent the very stones would cry out if the if creation understands the glory of god and gives him praise if the stones understand the glory of god and give him praise then surely we must we must Thank him. If I can't add to his glory, then I need to at least honor his glory and gratitude and thanksgiving honor God. It is the echo of grace in the hollows of the human heart. Gratitude is the unashamed acceptance of the free gift of God, all of them, and the heartfelt declaration, both privately and publicly, that we cherish what we cannot buy. We're thankful for all of our blessings. Therefore, gratitude glorifies that free grace of God and it signifies the humility of a needy and a receptive heart. Gratitude heals, my friend. Gratitude heals. So let us practice it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.